the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message. Shepherd, leader, pastor, preacher, teacher, supervisor, manager, ruler, king, governor, parent, you have not only not fed the sheep, but you didn't tend to the sheep. You didn't tend to the needs that the sheep had. There were certain responsibilities that were placed on you. God entrusted you with the care of those children. God entrusted you with the care of those workers. God entrusted you with the people underneath you, and you have not given attention to the needs of the sheep. And Ezekiel tells the the prophets, he tells the priests, he tells the leaders in Israel, as I reflect that upon us today, if we are not tending the sheep, there's going to be a problem in the camp. He he says, listen, he says to them, you didn't strengthen the weak. Sometimes the, the very people that are under us, all they needed was a little strengthening from us. But instead of strengthening them, instead of helping them, we just looked at them as weak and we began to operate on this theme, only the strong survive. And all they needed was a little bit of attention. All they needed was you to come alongside of them. All they needed was for you to tell them that they could do it. But you didn't strengthen them. You just counted them as weak and you pressed on so you could get to the finish line first. You didn't strengthen the weak, nor have you healed those who were sick. You didn't even give attention to the fact that there were sick among you and under you and around you that you were responsible for, and instead of you healing them, you kicked them off of health care. You pulled a rug right out from under their feet so that you could have more money in your own pockets. Not that you needed it because you could afford health care, but you raised the rates. You raised the rates, uh, governmental system. You raised the rates. You put no constraints on how high it could go. You robbed and didn't tend to the needs of the sheep. You didn't give attention to their care, but rather you thought of yourself and you took care of yourself. You didn't, you didn't heal them. You, you could have just loved on them. Instead, you just threw them on Ritalin. All they needed was a little healing from love. But you didn't do that, shepherd. You didn't bind up the broken. Let me say this. There are a lot of broken people around us. Just look around you right now. You don't have to go far. Look around you, in front of you, beside you. Take a mirror out. Look in the mirror. It's a lot of broken people. And shepherd, 
you're guilty of not binding up the broken because you were too interested in pursuing your own thing. Sometimes the broken are right in our own homes, our own husband, our own wife, our own children. They're broken. Broken from circumstances, broken from life, broken from divorces, broken from bad family dynamics, broken from scenarios that have played out in their lives even before they got to know you. A lot of broken people, a lot of messed up folk, and the shepherds did not give attention to the brokenness of the people. They did not bind up. All they needed was for you to hold them. All they needed was for you to be there for them. All they needed was for you to wrap their wounds and give their wound time to heal, but you didn't do that. Shepherd, Ezekiel says you didn't even take time to bind up the broken and to take care of their wounds to allow them time to heal because you were interested in taking care of yourself. So he condemns them for that. He condemns them fourthly. For he says you didn't bring back those who were driven away. In fact, instead of, instead of going after them, you celebrated the fact that they were gone. I'm glad you're gone. Anybody ever had a party when somebody left? Supervisors, managers, you threw a great party when that, that hellion left your job. You were so glad that they found another job. Y'all don't have to raise your hand. Y'all just, y'all so holy, so sanctimonious. Some, some of you in ministry, you were glad when they quit your ministry. Thank God they gone. Praise the Lord. Pastor, some folk left your church. You was glad. Hallelujah. Close the door and shout at the victory. Glad they were gone, celebrating their departure. Instead, he says, you didn't, you didn't go after them, those that were driven away. You didn't seek those who were lost. You didn't even care that they were lost. There are people we walk past every day who are lost. Nobody's seeking them. No shepherd is seeking them. Not doing any of these things, and, and Ezekiel condemns the shepherd of all these concerns and all these, these accusations that are true of them, all of the shepherds, all the leaders that of Israel, they're guilty of these things. They have not done these things. But then finally he says to them, but what you did do with force and cruelty, you have ruled them. You didn't lead like a shepherd. You led like a rancher. You, instead of leading the sheep, you drove them like cattle. You beat them like they were animals, and you didn't care about them. Shepherds have to love on the sheep. If you've got responsibility for anybody in your life, whether that's a child, whether that's a husband, whether that's a wife, whether that's somebody you work for, whether that's a pastor at a church, whether that's a ministry that you have, you've got to love on those people. Don't beat them. Don't treat them with cruelty. Don't drive them hard like animals. They're not wild animals. That's why God calls them sheep. Sheep need to be led, not driven. But Ezekiel says, no, you rule with a hard fist. It was my way or the highway. It was, this is my house. You can get out. I know I got a few parents up in here and say, yeah, I'm, I'm guilty, pastor. That's what I told them. Get out. I, I mean, I, I get it. I understand People that we lead can press us to our limits. Children can push you to the end of the age. Somebody's going over this cliff. It's either me or it's you. Amen. And if I'm paying the mortgage, it's you. 
but people have a way of getting you and pushing you to the edge. Here it is. How am I going to do what I'm supposed to do? It goes back to our first message. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. You've got to know how to tap into the power of God because in your flesh, you're going to kill them. In your flesh, you're going to kick them out. In your flesh, you won't have compassion. In your flesh, you won't look again. In your flesh, when they're gone, they're gone, and you're glad about it. In your flesh, that's how you're going to act. But when the power of God is working in you, then I can do what I'm supposed to do. Then I can be the shepherd I'm supposed to be, the shepherd of my home, the shepherd of my church, the shepherd in my community, the shepherd on my job, the shepherd in my state, the shepherd in the country, the shepherd of the world. I can be in that role when the power of God is working through me. But in my flesh, I'm not going to do it. You're not going to do it. Ezekiel says, you're guilty. You've ruled by force. The shepherd needs to be revived because you didn't feed the sheep. You didn't tend to the sheep. You didn't take care of the sheep. When they needed you, you weren't there for them. So the sheep are in disarray. Finally, he says, as a result of the lack of leadership of the shepherd, verse 5 comes back and says, so they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And they became food for all kinds of beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered all over the mountains and all over the high hills. My flock was scattered all over the whole face of the earth, and no one was searching for them. You didn't feed the sheep. You didn't tend to the sheep. And you scattered the sheep. The world in which we live, the modern-day church that we're living in today and that we see today is in the condition that it's in because there needs to be revival at shepherd level. Y'all still here with me? The lack of doing what we should do as shepherds and shepherding has caused a scattering of the sheep. When the shepherd doesn't shepherd and doesn't take care of leading the sheep and keeping the sheep together, the sheep begin to drift. Y'all still here with me? And that's why we have so many messed up sheep, so many lost sheep, so many sheep in need of revival because the shepherd needs revival. Because such goes the shepherd, such goes the sheep. And when the shepherd is lost, the sheep are lost. And when the shepherd's not doing what he's called to do, then the sheep wander and they have no leadership. And they scatter around because they feel the need, watch this, to find their own way. Have you heard that amongst people today? I'm just trying to find my own way. Well, if there were a shepherd, you wouldn't have to find your own way. You would be led in the way. Y'all still here with me? And so, uh, the shepherd brings a solid and consistent voice to the sheep, but you, shepherd, were wishy-washy. You were this way one day and this way another day. Can I talk to somebody here this morning? Can I talk to my parents and my supervisors and my managers? If you're not consistent in your conversation to the sheep, then guess what? Then the sheep are going to be confused as to what can I do. 
pastor, leader, preacher, and when you're confused in your leadership of your congregations, when you don't know, and every pastor, every preacher needs to know what doctrine they stand on. What do we believe, and why do we believe what we believe? I can't be preaching one doctrine one day, and next week come back and say, oh, you know what? I'm going to believe on this today, just because I want to stay in the groove, just because I want to stay connected, just because I want to stay relevant to what today's culture and society is doing. No, I've got to know what the Word of God says. I've got to stand on the Word of God, even when everybody else is going the other way, even when their churches are growing and my church is shrinking. It doesn't matter what the situation is. I've got to know where I stand, and that way my sheep know where we're going. If I keep switching back and forth, if I start acting schizophrenic, then my sheep act schizophrenic, and they don't know which way to go. But if you're sitting here listening to the solid word of God, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, you're going to know exactly what's right, and you're going to know what's not right. You'll know when you turn on the TV and you listen to some weird person talking about some strange mess, you'll say, that ain't right. When you click on the radio and somebody got a big name for themselves, you'll hear them say something. He's like, that ain't in the word. Why would you know that? Because every Sunday I'm preaching out of the word of God. Every Sunday the Bible is a textbook. Every Sunday the truth is the truth is the truth. I can't change it. I can't make it the way I want it to be. So I've got to preach the word of God and every preacher, every leader has to stand on solid ground and give a solid, consistent word to those who are following them. If I don't do that, I'm going to cause the sheep to scatter. And that's what's happening all around us. The sheep are scattering. They don't know which way to go. They don't know if up is up or down is down, right is left. People don't know what's going on. The children don't know. They scatter. They're out here trying to find their own self. Somebody should have told them who they were. And now we got parents saying, oh, I'll just let them find out whatever they want to be. The devil is a lie. No, the devil is a lie. And we didn't move to the point now where they letting children be born without even a sex on their birth certificate. Put it on your driver's license. You, you got, I don't know what the term is, but they got some term or something they put on your driver's license. Now you don't even have to declare whether you're a man or a woman. People are confused because there is no shepherd, because there is no leader, because there is nothing clear. And this is not a homophobic statement. This is a, this is a picture of the lack of leadership that's happening in the church. This is a picture of the lack of leadership that's happening in the world. We're lost. The sheep are lost, and they're wandering all over the place. And, and Ezekiel says, nobody's looking for them. And guess what? We've gotten so comfortable with this chaos that we've, we've come to begin to say, well, I'm going to let them do what they want to do. You do what you want to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. And just don't bother me, and I won't bother you. We all are messed up because there's no shepherd. And the shepherding has an issue, and it needs to be revival at shepherd level. There needs to be responsibility at shepherd level. You've allowed the sheep 
Ezekiel says, to become food for all the wild beasts. Because when the sheep scatter, they become vulnerable to the wild beasts. Who are the wild beasts? The wild beast of the scripture is the devil himself, like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's a wild beast out in the field waiting for some wayward sheep to come out and wander into his pathway. And then he's going to pounce on them, him or one of his other posse members. He's going to pounce on them. And that's why we got people that are so mixed up, messed up, and confused today because the sheep have scattered. They're out there by themselves, and they're being devoured by every wind of doctrine. They're being devoured by everything that's coming along. They're being caught up by everything because there is no shepherding happening. We've abandoned shepherding in the house of God. We've, we, we've become ranchers. We, we've abandoned shepherding even on parental level. We've turned the children over instead of being the, the shepherd that we ought to be because a shepherd makes sure he leads his sheep into good pasture. A shepherd makes sure he guides his sheep in safe directions. But now we become parents that have turned our children over to being raised by Xbox and raised by TV. And, and, and don't get me wrong, ain't nothing wrong with all the TV, but some TV ought to be on restriction. There ought to be some things we just ain't letting our children see. There ought to be some constraints on what we allow to come into our house, but we've turned all that over. we become bad shepherds. we we become, uh, how do I say this? we become those who, who are, are, are trusting a broken school system that has great teachers that are overworked and underpaid and expecting them to raise our children for us. That's not their role. That's not their responsibility. God gave that child to you. You have the responsibility of raising them. You have the responsibility of nurturing them. You have the responsibility of protecting them. And don't just blame the school system when things go awry. And don't get me wrong, I'm not condoning any of the bad things that happen in school. But some of them, if parents were a little more attentive. Oh, Jesus. If parents would just pay attention to what's going on with their children. These children come home and they got stuff in the backpack. They sitting down watching stuff on TV. They take that same stuff back to school. My, my, my grandson is four years old. And in his, in his school, he got this four-year-old and three-year-old kids that can cuss you and me out. And they know what they talking about. How in the world is that possible? For a four-year-old, a three-year-old to be able to have that kind of a vocabulary at three. Something's wrong with the shepherds. I'm just saying. I mean, uh, these kids are, as we say, off the chain. Well, they're off the chain because there is no shepherd. They're scattered because there is no shepherd. They're being devoured by the devil because there is no shepherd. They're being devoured and they're being taught and teached and, and drafted off every direction because there's no shepherd. It's our responsibility, parents. It's, that's our responsibility. Your responsibility is not to try to be the greatest whatever. Your responsibility comes to those kids. You got to take care of them. You got to lead them. You got to guide them. And then when you turn them over to the teacher, then the teacher will have an easier job. Amen. Praise the Lord, teachers. They'll have an easier job doing what they're being paid to do. They're not paid parents. They're paid to teach your children the fundamental education. And I, I'm sorry, I'm on my teaching tip for just a moment, y'all. Excuse me. And then, and watch this. And after they teach them, you ought to reinforce it. 
Don't be surprised when they come home with an F and talk about, how'd you get this F? And I wish I was a child for just a little while because I would tell you how they got it because you didn't reinforce it. Because while they needed help in their homework, you were too busy watching the sports channel. You were too busy on the shopping tube. You were too busy in the mall. You were too busy with your girlfriend. You were too busy Snapchatting and Facebooking. They didn't have it. Oh, Lord, have mercy. You didn't feed the sheep. You didn't tend to the sheep. You scattered the sheep. Here's what Ezekiel says finally. I'm out of your way. I, I'm sorry for picking on y'all parents and stuff today. Us parents, us, us preachers, us, us pastors. We all got picked on today. We, but, but this is what Ezekiel says. Verse number 10. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my flock at their hand. I'm going to hold you accountable. And I will cause them to cease feeding my sheep. And the shepherds shall feed them no more. Shepherds, if you don't get your act together, if revival doesn't happen amongst the shepherds, God says, I'm taking them away from you. God says you won't have the responsibility anymore. But I will still hold you accountable for what I entrusted in your care. I'm still going to hold you accountable. I'm trying to help somebody here this morning. If you're a shepherd, you need to be revived. How, Pastor, what do I need to do to be revived? Start feeding the sheep. Start making sure the sheep have what they need. Start tending to their concerns and their cares. Start giving attention to the sheep. Watch this. If you give attention to the sheep and take care of their needs and feed the sheep, then, watch this, it'll make your life easier. And then you can enjoy some of the pleasures of life. I know the other, the, 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 because the enemy is, is, is so busy, he's caused us to believe, man, if, if I do that, I won't even get to enjoy my life. And some, some folk have even determined, I ain't having no kids because I'm so selfish, I just want to do me. But guess what? If the, if the shepherds are going to be revived, they need to begin by feeding the sheep of God that they've been entrusted to. They need to begin by tending to the sheep. I don't care what level of leadership you are. Love them. Love on them. I know they're difficult. Trust me, I know. Sheep can be very difficult. But love covers a multitude of sin. Pastor, how do you expect me to love like that? I expect you to love like that through the power of God that's in you, through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not about you. It's not about me. We got to love them anyhow. I wish I, if I had time, I'd tell you some stories, some, some things I've been through just in pastoring. People lied on me, cheated, all kinds of set me up, all kinds of stuff. And, and then they came and needed me. And, and I, what, I, what I could have done in my flesh, I wouldn't do. But I let the love of God come on out anyway. And then when you do that, let me just say, when you do that, then God takes over and he takes care. We need to revive the shepherds. If we're going to have revival in the modern day church, the shepherd needs to be revived. The shepherd of the house of God 
shepherd of your house, shepherding amongst your children, the shepherds on your job, our shepherds in our community, our, 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 our Congress, our Senate, our politicians. The shepherding is just foul. You look at it on every level. There's damaged shepherding on every level. So there needs to be revival amongst the shepherds if there's going to be revival in the modern-day church. Amen? Father in heaven, thank you for your word today. I pray that you have spoken to our hearts because revival can take place because of the cost that you paid at Calvary. You died on that cross to save us from our sin, to provide us everlasting life. And so, Spirit of the living God, I'm praying this morning if there's any that's here don't know you, that today will be the day that they would come to know you and let revival of life begin in their heart today. That they might be drawn out of the darkness and into the marvelous light. That their deadness might be quickened by the Spirit of the living God. That they might accept eternal life as a gift that is free, given from you. Father, others that are going through and struggling and perhaps we're damaged because of poor parenting, poor shepherding, hurting, needing healing, needing wrapped up and bound today, God, whatever the need, I pray that you draw men, women, boys, and girls according to your will. Have your way in this place. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-574-3515. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.